Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode of Overpowering Emotions, where I talk all things big emotions, emotion regulation, anxiety. I'm interrupting the comorbidity series just for this week because today is a special day for many people out there if you celebrate or acknowledge Valentine's Day. And so I thought I would chat about two big topics because holidays can be really nerve wracking no matter what time of year, and especially for kids and especially Valentine's. There's so many things to think about. What card should I give others? Are they going to like it? Is it too cheesy? Is it too babyish? Am I going to get a card? Am I going to get more than the mean kid in class? Am I going to get as many as my friends? Am I going to get a card from my best friend, from my crush? What if I get a card from the annoying kid, right? Or something super embarrassing, for example. There's lots of things that they're going to be really thinking about. There's lots of potential emotions running high. And especially if you've got an anxious child or an anxious teen, um, and especially if you've got an anxious child or an anxious teen who has a lot of self-doubt. So the first big topic I wanted to talk about is how we can use Valentine's to really help kiddos feel loved, that they're important, that they belong, that others care about them. A lot of our anxious kiddos, even without anxiety, have a really hard time with this. Um and especially if they don't have a great self-esteem, right? Or if they're socially anxious because they're typically picking up any information that tells them that they're not liked, right? Or they're misinterpreting a lot of the information that tells them that they are lovable, that they are good friends. So they're really just interpreting the world and picking up information that they're not interesting, that they're not important, that they don't belong. And that belonging is the number one need for us as humans, right? And so they're picking up all this information to show otherwise. And, and there's a possibility for any student, you know, if a school is allowing an exchange of Valentine's cards, there is the potential that any one child might actually not receive anything. And so if that happens, we have no control over whether or not they're going to be getting stuff from their friends, right, or from their classmates. But we need to make sure we're creating a safe space for them to come home to with their disappointment, with potential feelings of rejection. If you've heard me before, we're not trying to reassure them. We're not going to minimize it, right? Saying it wasn't a big deal. We're not going to try to explain it away or, like I said, reassure, try them to talk out of their hurt feelings. This is a really great opportunity to be able to co-regulate, to create that space, to let them sit with those feelings because life is always going to throw us rejection and disappointment and uh, uncertainty, unexpected things happening up. So when we can sit there and tolerate it and sit with those emotions, that's so important. The more exposure they have to being able to do that is going to be helpful for the long term. That's what builds resilience. That's what builds tolerance. And we know the cure, I'm using air quotes here for anxiety, is really that tolerance of all of the uncomfortable feelings that come up with it. And that's what we need for them to be able to work on and manage and cope and realize for themselves, I can handle it. It is temporary. So it's about them being able to accept those big feelings and letting them be rather than trying to push them away. I love the analogy, you know, if you've got a snow globe and it's all shook up and, and let's say we've just shaken it up and the snow is going everywhere and we say, okay, we want to try to push the snow away to make it all go down. The more we try, you know, we could try to like shake it to the bottom, anything that we do, the more we try to shake it one way or the other to get the snow to settle, the more the snow is going to go everywhere. It's going to blow everywhere. But when we just sit and do nothing, 
and just be, no matter what the whirlwind of the snow is, the snow will begin to settle. We're not trying to do anything. We don't need to do anything. You've heard me talk before about the problem with reassuring, right? And trying to make them feel better. We're robbing them from really important opportunities to tolerate that discomfort of upset and from learning how to cope with it and to self-soothe. And we create a dependency trap that they'll always need us to make them feel better, right? So they need to have those opportunities, the chance to figure out, I can manage it. Even if I do nothing, these feelings will settle. They're temporary, right? And then the chance to figure out what do I need to do next or what support do I need, right? So I think that that's really important. What do I need in the moment? What am I going to do next? We can ask open-ended questions if you really feel like you need to talk, but we're really giving them that space. That's going to be really important. (coughs) Excuse me. And that space, just being with them, you don't even have to say anything. I'm always saying that. I encourage you not to say anything. Just just be with them. There's nothing you have to do. Just think of that snow. You just watch it settle. Giving them that space, giving them the cry, the shoulder to cry, and that's all they need, right? And that space is far more loving and nurturing and safe than any words that you could possibly say. Uh, If you do feel the urge to talk, because like I said, a lot of us do, the only thing that really could be helpful is validating their upset, acknowledging their experience, right? Acknowledge their feelings as valid. And we're going to do it with warmth and empathy. We're not going to say, oh, it's not a big deal, right? Oh, no wonder. Yeah, that makes sense that you feel this way. Of course you feel this way. I would be devastated too, especially if you're expecting it, right? So that's going to be really important if you're going to say anything. But again, you don't have to. There are, of course, things we can do proactively too, just to make sure that our children are feeling cherished. How how can you start the morning already so that they're already feeling loved and appreciated no matter what happens through the day? Maybe it's their favorite breakfast with a note of love and appreciation. Maybe you're decorating their door or their bathroom mirror with Valentine's. Um, I know I don't keep Valentine's in the past, but as I was creating, you know, the content for for this episode, I was kind of kicking myself because I think it would be amazing to decorate the house or the door or whatever with past Valentine's. It helps them remember, hey, that there's been kids who've thought of me year after year and I've been loved year after year. So if you do save them, that could be something that you could do. Uh, you can add a little surprise note or a treat for the lunch. For my high school daughter, you know, I, I would put a note of appreciation in her pocket. You can give coupons of acts of loving kindness that you're willing to do like back rubs or special movie night or whatever whatever it is, Uh, making a special um, Valentine themed dinner, right? Have them make it together with you or have them make a special dessert. Giving them that responsibility can be so empowering and it feeds feelings of compassion and belonging. And I'll be talking about that in a second as well, but, but that can really overcome whatever other hurt is, is happening in their life. There's other things that are meaningful to them. At dinner time, you can have everyone talk about what you appreciate about everyone else in the family and maybe what you're grateful for. So there's lots of things that we could be doing. And, you know, we want to end the day 
not just about Valentine's and what cards or chocolates we got, but it's about family, right? Our love for each other. Really, that's the focus here is doing something special and, and even better, make it a tradition. These rituals really help create that sense of belonging, right? I belong here. And these are some of the traditions that we do as a family. And most importantly, just giving them some extra time, some extra attention with no distractions. That's more important than anything else anyways. Um, you can also do things together to make other people feel loved and appreciated. So that brings me to the second big topic that I wanted to talk about. How can we capitalize on our anxious kiddo's emotional brain? It's a very strong emotional brain. All of our emotional brains are stronger than our thinking brain, but especially in our anxious kiddos. So we want to teach pro-social emotions, something I talk about quite a bit in a lot of my podcasts. And two of the big pro-social emotions that go hand in hand with Valentine's, but also just resilience, gratitude and compassion. Compassion also helps. I mean, there's just so many benefits. It helps build our self-control. It promotes our social connection. And a key way to build these emotions, the, the compassion um, and you know, the gratitude is through acts of loving kindness, right? And valuable, meaningful contribution. And so when we give, and even when we show gratitude, right, we build empathy, we build that compassion, those networks in our brain, and we're boosting our mood. All the, the feel-good hormones are coming out as well. So find ways that, that you can help others. Maybe you're volunteering, maybe you're helping a friend. Um, that giving and receiving, I've talked about it a lot. It's beneficial to the person that we're helping, but it's also beneficial for our brain, right? It, it, it makes us feel like we belong. So there's so many different things that you could do. Like I said, there's always volunteering, but if we're going to be focusing on Valentine's, maybe you're sending Valentine's out to your neighbors, right? It's not just in the class. Maybe there's neighbors around. Maybe it's calling friends and family and, and telling them how much you love them and how much you appreciate them. See where else you can do any nurturing and what they can do for others. Brainstorm with your family. Lots of different ideas. And I would say commit not just to Valentine's, but even into the future. You know, so maybe everyone can be responsible for remembering someone's birthday. It could be a friend, a family, or again, it could be a neighbor. So there's other things that we can be doing through the year. It's not just a one day thing. And we want, you know, as parents or teachers and adults, we really want to model that compassion too for ourselves and for others, right? And so we want to always keep finding and modeling those ways that we can show our appreciation for others. Um, I know I've talked about this on Christmas day, my family goes to fire stations and we drop off treats because it can be really lonely for them. Right. And it's usually the young adults. It might be for some of them, their first Christmas away from home, they have to work in this lonely, um, fire station. We actually did go just this past Christmas. And normally it's a huge rush of them coming. They're all excited. Something is happening, but it was just one guy, one kid who came and he's just moping. He's like, everybody was out. So he was left behind. It can be such a lonely day. So showing them our appreciation, uh, getting excited over other people's accomplishments, making it an occasion for everyone to celebrate, um, having kids research someone else's ideas, right? Others' interests, others' strengths, and presenting them or having them teach others in the family how to do it. Uh, if they are exchanging cards, be sure you're including everyone, right? We want to talk about acknowledging everyone and giving everyone a card, even the annoying kid or the mean kid in class, because not everything um, is 
or everyone is so thoughtful, right? We really want to model that inclusivity and how everyone deserves to be thought of and how everyone deserves to feel important and feel like they belong. And they are part of that classroom community. You could do loving kindness meditations. Those are really powerful in building, again, self-compassion and pride and gratitude and emotion regulation, which is really important, uh, but as well for others. So when we start, we imagine um, they love someone. So thinking about or seeing a picture of someone, right? And mentally sending them wishes. May you be happy. May you be well. May you feel loved. And then imagine that person sending the same wishes back to them right? And then they can have those same wishes for themselves. May I be happy? May I feel loved? Uh, Really, any mindfulness activities can really help build that compassion. Even just 10 minutes a day, I mean, that might sound a lot, you can work up, but that develops that compassion. It's so important. And you can do things. It doesn't have to be a sitting meditation, right? Mindfully eat a piece of chocolate, I love mindful walks. I personally love labyrinths. You can easily do that. Just get some painter's tape and and put it on the floor in your house or rocks in a yard. And you could just do a little winding path right to the center. Kids can mindfully walk to the center, pause there for as long as they want, and then walk back out. They don't even have to be thinking about anything. It's just mindfully walking. Uh, All of these things really help build that compassion. You can do acts of kindness in your own bo- in, in your own home, like having a favor board. I've talked lots about a reciprocity ring or a favor board, right? So if we need help with something, we put our name on the board and whatever the favor is that we need that we're asking help for. And whoever can fulfill that favor, they just put their name next to the favor, right? And I would start off small and fun just to build up that, that motivation. So it, it could be, I need help eating, finishing this chocolate bar, for example, right? We just want to get them bought into this sort of favor and then they're looking. So we're going to intermit, you know, I need help with the dishes, but I also need help with this other thing. So they're looking forward to come looking at this board, but in this way, kids are initiating helping others and they're feeling good doing so, but they're also willing to ask for help too, which a lot of our kiddos don't have. And especially our anxious kiddos, they're not assertive. Uh, they're not looking to get their needs met in, in a proactive way, right? Usually they're attention seeking or needing help because it's more of the dependency thing, but in a really um, sort of genuine way. And that promotes cooperation and helpfulness and generosity and contribution and connection, all of those things that are so important. Um, and so we want to make sure that they're asking for help and we're asking for help and we're able to fulfill that in a motivating kind of fun way. You can print off acts of kindness um, activities and put it in a jar. And maybe you're randomly picking out one thing to do as a family each week or each child can do each week, right? Give someone a compliment or, or whatever that is. Kids really experience that compassion when they know that they belong. And a key way that they can do that as well is through similarity. So wearing the same color can be enough for some kids, right? Some teens, my teenager would be appalled if we were wearing the exact same color or outfit in public, right? Um, But that could be something. I remember once when one of my daughters was younger, she's like, we're the same. Oh, mommy, I love you. We're wearing the same color, right? And and it was just so awesome. So um, doing those kinds of things, letting them show you how to do something that they love. Maybe it's showing you how to play a video game or how to draw a penguin or whatever it is. Uh, so these things can all be really important. Gratitude. It's so important. The more thankful we are, 
for what we have, we're not seeking the next best thing, right? Um, there's so many ideas creating those daily gratitude rituals. So, you know, at the end of the day, talking three to five things that you're grateful for, or you can ask specific questions like, what did someone do to make you happy today? Um, what did you do to make somebody else happy? What have you learned today? What inspired you? What surprised you? I like making a visual um, so we can kind of put check marks or having a gratitude jar where you're putting gratitude gems into a jar and just watching the jar fill up, watching it grow, or each writing what you're grateful for on a little piece of paper and putting that in the jar. And then you can see them grow and then go back and review them whenever you want. That can be really helpful. So there's lots of different things. I mean, I always say you're, you're only limited by your own creativity. You could write warm fuzzies, you know, once a week, write one thing that you're grateful for, for each person, or one thing that you appreciate for them and give it to each other, uh, writing a thank you note once a week, someone who made your day, who made a difference in your life, uh, going through pictures. We can really easily induce a lot of positive emotions. The remember the good things, remember our connections, remember the happiness in our life when we're re reminiscing about those happy moments in our lives. And and it's a I, my girls love going back and looking at pictures and videos. It's, we I find that it fills us with those positive emotions and we really start bonding. I love 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 love. I caught you notes. I do these all the time. Actually, I've been doing them recently with my one of my daughter's uh, ringette teams. I caught you, you know, getting back in D, you're super fast on the ice or whatever it is, but we can model gratitude and instill these positive feelings too. And we, we all know that catching our kids being good is important, catching them being thoughtful, catching them doing the things that we want them to do. It helps them stay on track and know what it is that they need to do. But, but now we're doing this to help build gratitude as well. We're showing them they're important right? And we're highlighting those things that we really appreciate them. So I really love those. I caught you notes. So I caught you doing your homework. I caught you hugging your sister when she was sad, leaving those around the house can be, you know, really good for a lot of kids. Part of being grateful too, is just remembering the important people in our life. So I love the idea of building a tree. You know, it's it's kind of like the family tree, but it's a, a tree of support. And so we've got this visual reminder of all the important people in our life. It could be a coach. It could be a teacher. It could be a neighbor, right? We just want to sort of expand that tree and just look at all of these important people in our life. But all this to say, I mean, there's so many different things. Really think about what you can do to make this day uber special. Actually, now that I say it, I'm probably going to post it on the Monday just so you can start thinking about for tomorrow, for Valentine's Day. Um, but it's not just for Valentine's Day. Don't limit it just to Valentine's. This is a starting point, right? It, it's just your kickoff point to... Keep building that gratitude, keep building that compassion, keep making sure your kids are feeling loved, right? We can recheck in right now, where are we at and what else we can be doing? So contributing to others, showing love to others, showing appreciation for others every single day of the year. So creating those daily gratitude rituals right? Like talking about the things that you're grateful for or doing those random acts of kindness or, or just even looking through photo albums. Like I said, showing appreciation, catching them being good, commit to one small thing that you can start with, that you can do each day 
And you'll see those sort of snowballing compounding effects over time. Just one small change. So I'll leave it there for today. Go and help those kiddos be bold and courageous and resilient. Have a lovely Valentine's and think about how do we continue showing that love throughout the whole year. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Thank you.